Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. I knew you would be late. I, I texted him, not because I'm like judging you, but I texted him. I'm like, we're not starting at five. Come on, I was at the Kava bar. I wanted to hang out a little longer. And he was like, no, be here at five sharp. And I'm like, come on, man. There's no way. There's no way it's going to start right at five with this weather. Bro, I got caught. <laughs> in the rain and i i always take my glasses off right when it's raining because i i hate having smudge lenses whatever so i took them off and i get on the platform and then i'm like oh here's my train and i got on the wrong train nice and then i i didn't notice it until canal street i got off i got an uber i came here wonderful talk with my uber driver jamar shout out to him this we're not is, even recording your backyard. What, what did you talk to him about uh, about uh, about the rain, about his job, about the postal service, about uh, you know everything under the sun. Are we recording? I don't know. Are we? Yeah. Hmm. Come to where I'm from. Podcast. Uh, cool. off, Episode out. 117. <laughs> the legend. Ian. Fucking fight dance. Yes. Our first return. And a little tidbit, you were episode seven. And our first return guest. Second return guest. Oh, oh, right. Mick You're Ro only our second repeat, but oh, it's cool. exactly 100 yeah. episodes since you were last week. Wow. Are look you at kidding? That. Yeah. That's he was crazy. seven, and this is 117. That's wild. Oh, so that's, that's One, 110. 110, actually. Yeah. Math. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We suck at yeah. math on this podcast. Come on, you got glasses. You it should be still, smart. It was what the still, hell? Let's keep it the way I told it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's still cool. Yeah. yeah. Lucky number seven there factors it is. in both times. You were a yeah. big breakthrough for us back then because you blindly said yes. Oh, cool. Thank you. You were yeah. like, I don't know where I'm going, and you came down to the, another basement. A yeah. One, and and we like, let you smoke. Yes. You I know. I wish I could off. right now. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I blindly you, said, you said yes. You don't smoke anymore? I do, yeah. You're probably allowed. I don't know. No, no I don't uh, want to chance it with you guys. But oh, you taught okay. me. Yeah, I blindly said yes, and and then the podcast told me to never do that again. So I really appreciate oh. that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but think, here you are anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you didn't listen to that. No, no, no. What, it was what, cool. I, I love doing it, it. What is it about that when you tell yourself? I'm never gonna do that again, and then you oh, I was yourself. fucking around. I was no, I know, around. but I'm but like I've broadening. Done that I'm broadening that out totally. exactly. Like we yeah. all have, like especially addictive people. Oh yeah, I'll never do that again, and then you're doing it again. <laughs> well, what what is that? Is addictive that people have a built-in forgetter. Yeah. You know, you got a thing in your head that goes, never mind. It's like every day you get neuralized by the thing in Men in Black. Mm -hmm. Just wipes it clean. You're like, all right, new day. Let's try it again. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's insanity, right there. Yeah, totally. It is. Yeah, it's just, I guess there's a build up and then there's like there's like a voice in your head that goes, "Ah, fuck it." I'm oh, going to yeah. do it anyway. And oh, you yeah. and you lean into doing it again. Totally. You, I, well, you don't dude, just do it again, you lean into doing that's what it I was, again. I was talking to my Uber driver about that, about uh something about um I don't even know how we got on the topic of uh losing money or like when you get arrested, the police take your money and then 
you you have a certain amount of days to get it back and if not it goes into a fine then you got to apply to get it back whatever and he's like you know how much money we're going back and forth like i lost so much money to the police and they took this and he's like yeah they took that and he goes man i've lost so many cell phones i've lost shoes and we're going back and forth about what we lost i'm like yeah that's why i don't drink anymore he's like well i just try not to drink as much i'm like ah there it is (laughs) you know (laughs) sometimes you gotta learn the hard way well, some people can do that. I know that's not like I know in the twelve step community that's a super frowned upon thing to say. Like what? That some people can sort of taper or sort of control it, I guess. I know that's unusual though. Right. Most most people can't. Are you sober? I mean, define oh, sober. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so <laughs> no. Like, there it is. Whoops. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. No, oops, I did it again, Poppy. That's the answer. <laughs> I don't drink. Okay, cool. Right. Nice. But like, I smoke weed. Yeah. Here and there. Kava bar. Does that I get count? that I go vibe. to the kava what bar. What is a kava bar? You get that vibe? Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> like, you look like you are weed. <laughs> <laughs> if weed was a person, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be nice. me. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> That's le- not a weed bad was thing. legalized no, in New Jersey it. today. Oh, yeah? Wow. Look at that. I guess I belong in Jersey. Yeah, man. This is a short trip. Speaking of that, Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama started a podcast, I guess. Or, Together? Yeah. Shut or, up. Or it's a series or something. Wow. I don't know, but they it just got dropped today. That's wild. But like, what a PR team Bruce has after doing the getting the drunk driving thing, and then I all know, of a now sudden, now it's like, Obama. wait, never mind all that. I have a podcast with Barack <laughs> oh Obama. God. It's like, okay, is he gonna get him to smoke <laughs> cigarettes again? It's like a bad influence on Barack. Did he ever quit, Barack? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he Barack. you can't you can't have a president that smokes that rips Marlboro Reds. He was smoking like during the White House days. <laughs> was he? So, yeah, he. I've would, never like, seen go, him with a cigarette. Damn, oh, yeah. that rules. I, didn't know I think he. Smoked. I think he kept smoking. You know, I forgive him for all the drone strikes. Finding that out, good for him, man. I don't know. I don't know. Good for him. I don't know. Just I ripping heard, a red while I he's pressing the button. There was a civilian involved, um, an American citizen involved in one of them, which is h- kind of hard to deal with. I guess. I, I mean, I don't I know. Mean, here don't we know. go. Get, any any get of them heavy. is any of them is hard to deal with. Any you know? of them is hard to deal yeah. with. But like this was like a adolescent. American. I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, know what the story is. Can't imagine how many adolescent citizens in brown countries he hit. I don't know either. I like I you know, I just read that somewhere All of them, not just him, like, all of them. It's fucking crazy. And now Biden is like increasing activity in the Middle East and everyone's like, but he's doing it with a female secretary of state, so it's okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm not for that. What can you do? You know? Yeah, I like I like peace. Oh yeah, totally. I am weed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Just everyone smoke weed. I know. <laughs> it's so hard, man, because I, I feel like I'm very much a pacifist, but there are some people I'm like, you need to get hit to learn. <laughs> like, there are some people I'm like, I, you just need a punch in the face to course correct you, you know? Who are you talking about right now? I, I don't know, just people in, people in general. Have you been outside? There's a lot of fucking maniacs walking around, you know? It's getting weirder. It's getting real weird. Yeah, I know. I've noticed that. Like uh, on the train, I was on the train the other day for the first time in a while because normally mm. I bike. Even in yeah. the, even in this, I bike. Nice. You know? Damn, really? Oh yeah. You got a fender on the back so it doesn't no, kick up on I you. I just wear these yeah. kind of Mad Max pants. Wow, <laughs> so that's I awesome. I don't Dude, care. I'm a hardcore biker and I don't bike in this. I bike in this. I got an indoor bicycle trainer 
I bike inside my apartment, but Pel- I don't Pelotron or whatever. No, nah, I got the poor man's Peloton. It's just mm. I put my single speed on like a little riser with a wheel in the back. Right. And I just use that. So, but um, yeah, I was on the train and I noticed it was definitely like uh, just def- dangerous vibes all totally. around. Totally. It didn't used to be like that. No, it's wild, man. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, the city is completely crumbling and no one knows what to do about it, you know, and then they, they have the mayoral race coming up and, uh, you know, it's, it's just such a crapshoot. De Blasio I think just, we should run as co-mayors. I think so too. The first co-mayor party. Legalize weed and make everyone ride a bicycle. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, and if you act up, you get a smack. Yeah. That'll be the penance. No arrest, just a smack. I was talking about that with a friend of mine who's a cop who's retiring next year, just about that. Mm -hmm. And he said it's not just the mayor, it's um, what's the body in City Hall that also controls everything, that votes on shit, that they're part of the problem, that they're not doing anything about crime, and everything everything you do now, it's called a desk. You get a desk ticket. Mm -hmm. So... And I asked him this today. You could punch someone in the face on the street. Mm-hmm. They'll arrest you, and all you will get is a desk ticket. And then they'll release come you. come up here, and you can go, and you can yeah. literally walk out and punch someone again and be right back in there. You'll just get Well, that's ticket. what's happening. Everyone yeah. is becoming repeat offenders, and there was a guy punching women in the subway in Brooklyn, and uh, they caught him and released him. They couldn't charge him with a felony because he didn't steal anything. Exactly. There's he no assault. He was assault. He was targeting. Why is there no he, assault? Charge? He was targeting. They changed it unless you do a certain level of of assault or or whatever a misdemeanor. You just get a ticket. Doesn't matter what you do. You get a ticket and they tell you come back on this date. You could literally go out do the exact same thing. Yeah. An hour later and they would. He was not. specifically targeting white women. Yeah. And was beating the shit out of them, and then uh, they caught. I don't know what happened to them now, but you know, it's Had it's taken their phones. They would have. Yeah, it would have been different. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 That's wild. weird. Who makes who makes these decisions? Uh, the policymakers, so that they yeah. don't get public outrage. And why would people be outraged at somebody who's assaulting somebody? actually getting locked up because there's no more accountability it's all about underlying causes which is very true and need to be addressed in other ways but there also needs to be personal accountability yeah also it's a huge mental huge mental health issue that's why so many things are going on in the train is because you know i i may be speaking out of turn and I, i i believe i read this and you know don't quote me but i think a lot of um wings at hospitals and centers and everything were kind of emptied out for covid patients and then it pushed people out on the street you know a lot of people more we have more homelessness now than ever a lot of mental health issues that aren't getting addressed Mm -hmm. and it's you know crazy people roaming the streets there was a there was a poor homeless guy mental patient that went around murdering people on the train stabbing them targeting homeless people and he himself is mentally ill you know and it's like what do you do what do we, we need what we need resources we but, at the, but at the same time there's this push to take mental health care workers and or social workers and have them go and address the issue and it's like well you know i don't think this guy is going to listen to just someone trying to like be like hey instead of the knife pick up a crayon and draw your anxieties right. <laughs> you know yeah. like i don't think that's the sidewalk help. right you know, it's a team effort nobody wants to get along and it's a lot of head butting and you know nobody wants to listen to uncomfortable things and i think you need to in order to make progress and i hope the next mayor that comes along 
has a spine and a backbone and doesn't just back down and go whatever the way the wind blows so that mm. they can save face. You know, de Blasio came out and flat out when he uh, took kids out of school, he goes, I'm going to be out. We don't have a plan going to the next week. <laughs> flat out said they didn't have a plan for public schools going yeah. to the next week. You know, he's shockingly bad. Like, yeah, it's, all, it's like cartoonishly bad. It's yeah. almost like, are you kidding? Like, well, he turned his back in the city to run for the president. That was such a bullshit move. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. You know, such a bullshit move. And, and he is cartoonishly bad. He really is. You know? Yeah. Who, who else? Name. Who else is right? It's not even his real name. Oh, yeah. It's, not, his real name is no. Wilhelm. Wilhelm uh, something or other. <laughs> like, Otten, I don't know what it yeah. is. Ottenheimer, I want to say, but that's definitely not it. But it's something like Wil, Wilhelm Ottenheimer. And he changed it to Bill de Blasio. And this motherfucker. Such a weird has, name to change it to. He, as has, well. like, he has his own personal that's funny. Uh, like car detail that carts him from Gracie Mansion to Brooklyn to go to the gym in the morning. Like, that's crazy. Just so unnecessary. Yeah. He's such an unnecessary person. And also, he lied about liking ska. There's that whole ordeal when he was. They were like, "What's your favorite type of music?" And he goes, "I like ska." He picks ska. He picks ska. Ska's like my ska. thing. Right. I I'm a sky that. guy. I remember that. Well, how do you know he lied? I mean, if you pick, you ska, can tell. I mean, that's... you can tell. <laughs> you can tell when a motherfucker's faking the funk with ska, right? Yeah. And I can tell with him. Yeah. He's lying. What would you say if I said I like ska? Would I be I... bullshitting or telling the truth? I'm not sure what Sky is. <laughs> right, I believe he likes you. It. I uh, believe you. I had to look you up and down. I believe you. Yeah. You believe you. Yeah. He was looking you up and down. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Like, yeah. Let me see. I saw that. Let yeah. me see. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. I met Lee Scratch Perry once. Yeah? Yeah. How? On, on like an airport shuttle going yeah. from like a car rental place to the airport gate or something like that. Who's or, that? He's like a famous the king like, of ska? reggae. No, it's like Desmond Decker is the king of ska. He has a song called King of Ska. More of like a reggae producer oh. or something. Mm. But he did like, you know, lots of echo on the vocals. And it was like that, 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 that. Like, I don't know. He he had a revolutionary sound that lasted. Mm. And he's like a freaky guy that wears colorful things and, like, mm. you know, pins and colored hair. And he's an older cat. He's like a magical like a George Clinton of reggae? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Magical character. I love magical characters. Yeah. Yeah. You're a magical character. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're <laughs> putting right. out magic into the world. Yeah, trying yeah, to. Yeah, man. You know? You're doing it. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. How have you been uh, up-leveled by this whole thing? Do you think, like, in a way, it's kind of giving you some energy in certain ways? I mean, now, yeah, for a while it was really tough. I, you know, not just me, but everyone's way of life completely was upended and turned upside down. And it took me a while to accept that and kind of push through. But, you know, I was in a a bad spot for a while and I've I've pushed through, I've turned the corner and uh, I'm finding gratitude in it all. And I'm finding, I feel more creatively fulfilled now than I have in years. I have so many different projects going on. My old ska band reunited. Mm-hmm. I just went to the studio yesterday. The we recorded for the first time in 18 years. Wow. So I'm writing music again. You know, I'm writing lyrics, doing accompaniments, talking to them again, which, you know, I was in the band from 14 to 18. 
we recorded three albums, you know, we played shows everywhere and it was just like so fun and such a important part of my life. So having all those memories come back, reconnecting with them, you know, I, I, um, feel really good. You know, I'm trying to live in gratitude, trying to be a good friend, a good son, a good Skull person. Sockful of pennies. Sockful of pennies. Sockful of pennies. Yes. P-E-N-N-Y-Z. Sockfulofpennies.com. I, I like Check this living in gratitude thing. Yeah. 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 That's like real, I mean, that's real recovery speak. And I'm not saying yeah. that in any bad way at all. No. Like I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, uh, how do you practice it? Well, you know, I think um, a lot of, I think a lot of us could benefit from a program of recovery, whatever recovery is to them may be, you know, whether it's through like anger, anxiety, you know, depression or drugs, alcohol, whatever. I think a lot of us are sick in ways we don't really realize. And I think uh, it's very easy to feel comfort in that sickness like to it feels good to feel bad in a way sometimes you know to like indulge in it and be like things have been rough you deserve to lay in bed all day you know mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i i just had a real perception shift in uh just kind of maintaining a schedule a routine getting up and like thinking of the things i'm grateful for in the morning instead of going on my phone immediately phone calls are really important to me getting up and calling someone to get outside my head and be like what's up how are you doing you know i've been me and my old friend uh like my childhood best friend we talk on the phone every day like a bunch of chatty cathy's you know and uh i don't know i'm just really enjoying my friendships and my relationships and uh trying to let that permeate and everything else in my life you know that's cool i think that gratitude is very important for i think gratitude is important for what you have and for what you don't have you know for the good and the bad the rat and the sad you know i think it's important to be grateful for it all and the only thing that can fix that is time you know when something bad happens you can't be grateful for it in the moment but after a while you can see how it's affected you and changed you and the things around you and finding gratitude in that I think is very important as a way of owning a negative or tragic experience. Yeah. Cause it helps you evolve. It does. Yeah. For better or worse, you know, and it, it, your evolution all depends on how, how long it takes for you to, uh, let yourself shed that skin, you know, how, how you respond to it. Yeah. Really. And yeah. it is a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the whole thing with the Ho'oponopono mantra that I love you. I'm sorry. Please mm-hmm. forgive me. Thank you thing is it's like when somebody does something that you perceive as bad to you, if you can think about it as a, a way forward for your evolution, then you can genuinely within yourself say to that person, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you mm-hmm. more easily. And actually on a vibrational level, mean it. Yeah. You know? So that's something I work on too. Well, I mean, that's the key word is work. Yeah. It never ends. It it's is something that's you got to do it every day. And some days I, I'm really learning some days ago, like, all right, man, universe, you win. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm <laughs> down up. for the count today and that's all right. And you then know? not beating yourself up for that is key. And also yes. knowing, okay, I'm going to like actually get on with it from this point and not yeah. even worry that I flaked on this or that yeah. or whatever. Well, that, that beating her up, yourself up thing is very hard because you know you're like i shouldn't feel this way i should there's so many good things going on and it's like you just got to feel it you just got to go all right you win Mm -hmm. i'm done for today go to bed early or stay up later just do something to know that tomorrow will be better you know if tomorrow's not better the universe wins that day too you know yeah Yeah, like the opening of the road less traveled by M Scott Peck, this mm-hmm. self-help book from the seventies or I don't know when it came out, maybe sixties, mm-hmm. but 
maybe before that, I don't even know, but Eckhart Tolle always talks about the first sentence in it is life is difficult. And he was like, oh, I could just put the book down from there. Yeah. Because just having the validation that that's yeah. what this is. And that's like going into 12 step rooms. You, you, you sort of see that too. Everyone's you're like, oh, everyone is struggling with some, and some people yeah. are struggling with shit that's way more hardcore than totally. what I'm struggling totally. with. Totally, and and I think I think a lot of what we're seeing now with a, a bunch of stuff culturally and socially is, I mean that, what is that phrase that starts at life is hard? Life is difficult. oh, life, life is, difficult. is difficult. That is something a lot of people can't accept. Mm -hmm. That life is unfair. Life is difficult. Shit happens and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And people are trying to like sit in the director's chair and change that and make it right. so that life will never suck. Life will never be hard. Life will never be difficult. And it's like, it, it you can't have the roses without the thorns, man. It is the nature of it. And when you embrace it on that level and you just realize, oh, this is all just like some big training program for souls. Yeah. Like that's really how I look at it. Yeah. And you know, another recovery thing that's so important is this too shall pass. Yeah. You know, you, you're told, well, what I've had to learn is that when something bad is going on, you're told this too shall pass. It will end. Things will get better. But you also got to remember when things are going really well, this shall pass too. You're not always going to feel good. The bad is going to come back. And you got to be okay with that and know that it's this ball that's rolling around. You know, sometimes you're on top of it and other times you're getting crushed. But either way, it's going to roll back around. You know, mm -hmm. you just got to know that no matter how good you feel or how bad you feel, it's going to pass yeah and and accepting that and being okay with it and riding it out while it happens yeah and there's a part of you that that's unchanging throughout the whole course of your existence like from when you were a kid till now and before you were even born basically just like consciousness and mm -hmm. lately more i've been trying to identify with that because mm. that's our true identity according to like many gurus is is what is consciousness is if you investigate in yourself like what mm -hmm. what's in you that has never changed mm -hmm. you know like when you think back to when you were a kid mm -hmm. till now when, when i do that i can see oh yeah there's something that's never changed i think mine is like a uh a silliness a wonderment and a uh a kindness and caring that I remember I had so much as a, as a child and I feel like I, I can really embrace that as an adult. And I'm really fortunate to live a life and be involved in activities that allow me to live that way. But it's, it's funny right. because you can, you can really, I've gotten caught up and I need to really hold myself accountable to finding the line between introspection, self-reflection and self-obsession, Right. you know, cause you, my favorite hobby is me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my favorite pastime is just, obsessing and thinking about myself you know and right. and i think some of that is important it's important to go inward but i you know i think a balance of it is very important and i think a lot of times we can get caught up in just like self-obsession right. under the guise of like well i'm reflecting you know right but when you're in the moment you're you become more the witness you're mm. so, so you're just observing everything mm. and even yourself and even mm -hmm. your thoughts mm -hmm. you know you can sort of identify with the like the observer of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, noises happen here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's We're talking about being centered and then there's just massive noise. drilling yeah, that, going that's on. That's what the universe does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always testing. Yep, this too shall pass. It's, Look, it went away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait till it's the a, pipes start clinking. Oh, God. <laughs> what about let go and let God? Let like go and let one? God. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, I I think you know the the term God trips people up a lot, but I think um, letting go is very important and realizing that you're not always behind the wheel, but you are along for the ride. I think that's important to to remember. You know, the let God part of it though to me is like okay, having faith that you'll be taken care of. Yeah, whatever God you may know? be to you. Yeah, yeah, no, whatever God is. Yeah. Could be consciousness to, totally to me. You know, yeah, I think everything is God. Mm-hmm. Basically, oh, that's a great way to live. Yeah, it's just yeah. consciousness. It permeates everything, and that's mm-hmm. what I was talking about with the what's in you that's never changed is that consciousness. It's mm-hmm. not so much personality traits ah, or characteristics. Okay, I was confused. Okay, okay. It's more. It's really patting myself on the back. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> no, I love that. No, because that's that's beautiful, and that I think those qualities that you talked about they do spring from love Mm -hmm. and i think that is the nature of what consciousness is so in a way i think you were right on point even though i did think you kind of misunderstood where i was going with that i was going more sort of metaphysical like like consciousness you know what i mean and uh just if you identify with that it's so comforting Mm -hmm. because it's just like oh it's like then the this too shall pass is becomes so evident too like you're watching a movie like your life is a movie on a screen and what you are is the screen you're not mm. the movie mm. and whatever goes on in the movie like is can't hurt the screen mm. it's you know the you could have the most violent scene in the world on the movie but the screen's going to be fine as soon as the movie's off it's like oh the screen's fine it's mm. okay and that's kind of like your true nature that consciousness is saying. the screen and everything that happens in your life is the movie. Gotcha. Right. Wow. Mm. But then if trippy. the screen's cracked, it's cracked for I life. I am weed, Fucking remember? wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> he God went deep. That's a good one. The, Going the straight analogy. to the source of the kava. But then where do you... I didn't make that up, by the way. I, that's uh, something I got from some, I think, Muji. But under that, what is Muji? Or maybe Robert? No, Robert Spira. I think there's these. There's lots of people that preach this type of uh, philosophy. You know, I mean, they say it in different ways. I like the screen thing. Yeah, the screen thing's good. But screens, good way to look you know, at once it. the screen is cracked or something like that, then it's cracked for good. There's no fixing it. The screen ain't gonna get cracked. Uh, the it, it, like the consciousness is never gonna crack. No matter what happens, you're gonna be fine. Okay. You know, this movie will end. <laughs> this too shall pass. This movie will this, this end to be pass. continued. I'm looking forward to the yeah. sequel. Denial ain't a river in Egypt. Uh-uh. Have you heard that one? Oh, yeah. So is this a new thing, the sobriety thing and recovery thing, or have you been doing this for a long time? No, I'll be sober uh, six years in April. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, if everything goes according to plan, not my plan, God's plan, you know. Yeah. If I do the same thing tomorrow what I did today, I'll have another day sober, One brother. One day at a time. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that's what it is. Are that's the it. temptations out there now more than ever, or not really? I mean, it's um, you know, yeah, they're always going to be there. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. I'm always going to be like, hmm, you know. But I have the tools and everything to deal with it, and it's not at the forefront of my mind anymore. Thank God, you know, and it's, uh, I think, you know, the pandemic, I think it's, it's a unique thing to have gone through this totally fucking balls deep sober, you know, and not have to have used a, a, a substance to escape in a way, no judgment to anyone that has, but it's, 
you know, it's just funny because when I was drinking all the time, all I wanted was a uh, empty world to escape to where I could do nothing but drink and do drugs and have no responsibilities. And then now that that was basically handed to me on a silver platter, I was like, there's nothing that would be more of a seventh layer of hell than to just be drunk and high all the time right now right. for me, you know? Right. So... But I'm I'm grateful, man. Yeah, it's it's uh it's been wild being sober during all this, you know. Just I know so many people that are just like fucking drunk all the time. I'm like, God bless you, you know. But yeah. like weird things will set me off. Like I I what did, I saw a buddy did like a video where he held a a beer that was like perfectly poured, and I was like, oh, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was never like a beer snob. I just you know, it's funny how like your little addiction kicks in, you know. Yeah. Uh, on on the way here, I was thinking about comedians, mm -hmm. and it it relates to addiction. How when you used to, when no pandemic, you used to hop from club to club and mm -hmm. do spots all the time. You were like chasing the laughs. And, oh yeah. And in a way, that's an it's an addiction. That's a healthy one though. Right. Yeah. No, it's a healthy one to a certain extent. But then, but when you put it in front of your friends and family and relationships right. but it's not then healthy. pandemic hits yeah. and then you're kind of going through withdrawal from that because you can't oh, do bro. it so yeah. then how how's i mean dude six o'clock real withdrawal six o'clock every night i would get hit with just this feeling of emptiness i never felt before just listless empty lost because that's when i would go to work you know and then i just wouldn't know what to do with myself at night i'm like what do i I watch a movie. What? I just sit with myself. I can't do this. You know, I'm so used to being on the road and going here and going there and doing this and zipping and zopping and being around these people. And then just to have that go away was like, what the fuck? It was like really jarring. And there definitely was a withdrawal period. And, uh, you know, when you spend so long making some one thing your identity, you're, you're bound to lose, you know? So I think that's a valuable lesson I learned is that I'm more than just stand-up comedy i'm more than just my job i'm you know a multifaceted person with many things about me that i'm now exploring because of of this you know which is a, another thing i'm grateful for like what you know writing on a deeper level you know i'm i'm writing a book i fucking am making music again i'm i'm you know i have a radio show and a podcast and i you know did a daily cartoon for the first like four months of the pandemic no you know? i saw that that was I'm, like great. working in a tv show it's like all these like different things that i didn't do before because you have more time now? yeah yeah i have more time and i also have more value in myself and and more value in the things i do because i think i have had more time to slow down and like Look at things. I have a little office I go to in my place. I sit down. I do my little work. You know, it's just nice. My my office isn't my bed and my legs are a desk, you know. It's like right. so nice to go to a physical place to work because, you know, it was coffee shops or places before. And then when that ended, it was like, what? I'm just stuck in a room? What the fuck? So wait, fuck? your office is out of your apartment? No, it's another room in my apartment. Right. But okay, it's the so office. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah, office. yeah, yeah. 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 And cool. I like decorate. I have little plants. I have things on the wall. It's like nice, comforting. Nice. It's like my very safe space. That's you know, great. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. I just nice. got two rugs in my place. Dude, having yeah, a rug. I, dude. <laughs> revolutionizes no, I can't your life wait to go home and yes. just be on my rug yes <laughs> dude i i went like, to a furniture shop i found you, another so rug 
I am such I a two. fucking dad. I got two. Dude, I have to, I'm so jealous. I'm, I may I be getting two. a second rug. I got two. Dude, I, wa- I go one to- in one, one in one room? Oh, but that's not my only rug. I got another one right in this room. I love Hello. it. I love How it. How you like my other room? I love my it. My other rug. Dude, I show up to the store with a tape measure on my hip, and I'm Bro, like, can I, I measure? Rugs. Can I measure? <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love it. I love slippers. I love rugs. I love plants now. And you know? cryptocurrency. I'm not into that. And your cat. <laughs> and my cat. And your cat. Your yeah. cat is featured a lot. And yes. The, and the pickle masturbator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. That yeah. was a good bit. Thank you, man. Thank you. I like you. the yeah. superhero bit, too. Like, oh, not, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I saw that yeah. today. Go check yeah. out But Ian's, you mixed Marvel uh, and DC Insta- there. That's what people are telling me. Yeah, yeah you had I, Captain I America. Whatever. Green Lantern nerd alert. and the Flash. Nerd, nerd, nerd alert. Nerd alert. Who cares, But it was very fun. Yeah. But it was very Thanks. well. I'll, I'll always take a compliment from a virgin. Thank very, you, man. I appreciate it. Very well done. Yeah. Like yeah. Ryan, Ryan Long. Quality, Ryan Long. Dude. He makes great videos. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, it, it was, was it meant for an Instagram video? Uh, yeah, he does new videos every week. Dude, it and uh, I've been fortunate enough to have him there. put me in a couple. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've been acting a lot. It's yeah, been great. I, yeah. I feel like that's what I get the feeling like when I think of you, like, it does seem like you've evolved a lot yeah. during this and you put As yourself an out there a lot and did new things. And I think that's really admirable. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've, I've been making videos and like, you know, writing sketches and performing in sketches and, yeah. you know, I'm working in a TV show and like pitching that and everything. It's yeah, just you been le- like You've leaned into this because I'm trying to, what yeah. you're saying too, like, it, and it's great because of all your, I guess, recovery work probably enables you because I think a lot of people have a real hard time focusing. I mean, I, I definitely have gone ebbed and flowed with that. I mean, it mm-hmm. hasn't been like, Oh my God, a whirlwind of focus. Yeah. There's been a lot of focus. Oh, I haven't like I haven't totally punted the pandemic, so to speak. You yeah. know, I've done some good shit within it, but also there's been some there's been some like I've felt the effects on a oh, on yeah. a spiritual or totally. psychological level totally. that haven't been great as well. Yeah. There's been some not great. Without yeah, a doubt, you know. but that I don't post about. I don't put that out there. Yeah, publicly. no. <laughs> I always keep that to myself. Yeah, I don't want them to yeah, see no, that. No, 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 no. I don't think they allow phones in the psych ward. You know, but uh, they they are. <laughs> yeah, you can't really film film little videos when you're you know tied to a bed. Uh, you can but, get your roommate to film for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psst, yeah. Hey, hey. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charging the phone cord gets tied up with your IV. It gets all fucked up. But um, yeah, I, I think, um, dude, it's so funny. My, my attention span is just gone. It took me, I am not. This isn't even a bit. It took me seventy-two hours to watch the movie Forty-Eight Hours. It's just (laughs) I, I watch twenty minutes and I'm like, oh, what's this? What's that? You know, I gotta like lock my phone in a safe in order to just like sit and watch something. You know, those timed locks where you lock it and it doesn't open for two hours. I was trying, I was trying to watch Blade Runner the other night and it took me like four days. It's weird. I, I think of that a lot. Like I just think because I've made a lot of records and just spending months and months and years on records and producing mm-hmm. things and just i'm thinking like nowadays man kids don't have the same kind of focus they like yeah. there's that that's a real that was a real gift of being of being younger back then 
because we had all this focus. Yeah. Focus was kind of well, easy because there wasn't anything f- there. You were bored. So you had to focus. Yeah. Like, you like you had to go s- towards mm-hmm. something like that. Now there's so much entertainment options. There it's was like, daydreaming. Remember yeah. that when was the last time you stared out a window and thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? do you meditate? Man, I, I, <sighs> I try, but I always yeah. just end up falling asleep. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a breathwork class and I fell asleep. I was doing the breathing and I fell asleep on my floor. I heard that's powerful. It is. It's right? wild. Yeah. Wim Hof. Yeah. Wim yeah. I, I did a breathwork class and during like the cool down thing, I just pass out on my floor. Um, but, uh, dude, I, the attention span thing, I have two dear friends. They, they write, make a sketch every week. And uh, they were like, you know, we're really trying to cut them down to 30 seconds. People's attention span. They don't have time to watch a two-minute sketch. I'm like, no, all we have is time. People just don't have the patience. You know, nobody has the patience to sit and look at something for four minutes. Everything's like, okay, I'm bored. Okay, I'm bored. Okay, I'm bored. Well, if you don't get them in the first 30 seconds, they're gone. If it's Uh, it's compelling, though, people will pay attention. Yeah. Which is why so many things have to prey on people's emotions to get them to keep watching and everything. Then that becomes, you know, performative. And there's like a whole genre of, of TikTok of like people crying and like right. like captioning their tears or whatever. And it's like you would just sit there and edit yourself sobbing. And there were so <laughs> many chances for you to go, maybe this is private. And you didn't. You right. stupid attention seeking so and so. Yeah. You know? Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not. No. What about uh, Clubhouse? Yeah, I'm on Clubhouse. I just did a Clubhouse the other night. I'm on it. Yeah, I like, do you like it? it. I do like it, dude. They've just they've just recycled the phone call. That's all it is. Yeah, it's like a big public Zoom. Yeah, it's thing. a big conference call. That's it's all. It's a big podcast. Yeah. yeah, it is a big podcast. It freaks me out because it's like you don't know who's recording, you don't know who's mm. listening. You know, Who, what well, ch- I would what just assume it's all recorded. I I've done uh, like people's rooms or like the other night it was like a comic hang, so it was like twenty comics, and then like we had like you know like seventy five people listening or whatever. It was fun to like go in and snipe and stuff yeah but uh <clears throat> yeah I, I don't know i i are you in under a fake name or are you in oh, i'm on my i'm nah, on my name man. do me well, i don't know if he's name. worried about who's me recording and, me and, no i'm not saying nah. just for me i'm saying in it's general social media yeah. it's like it's like a right. networking s- supermarket i Dude, mean my, who, like it would be wait, it would be pointless for him to be on there who with police a fake is name it? yeah is it police is there any censorship any okay kind? i i, I can answer that yeah yeah, because I actually listened to the Tim Dillon, Joe Rogan episode. Oh, did or you? Not, it wasn't an episode. It was like the, him on the Talk Clubhouse. Ha- Clubhouse. Right. I always call it Talk House. That's hilarious. Talkhouse. What an old man. Out. Are you on the Talk House? Are you on Talk House? Are you on your face page? <laughs> By the way, I think like this, like even us talking about Clubhouse will yeah. get this video like shadow banned. Uh, again? On, on, Why? You, on YouTube. You because, got shadow banned? Oh, probably. Uh, but Dude, I, mean, I got shadow banned. Yeah. There's a weird thing going on real? with the Instagram Wait, algorithm. Let's but let's finish uh, talk. Okay, house, club, clubhouse, clubhouse, whatever like, it is. So yeah, Joe Rogan then like really asked like it's on YouTube. You can go see it. It's Tim Dillon, Joe Rogan, Clubhouse, or and then uh, he asked the I guess the maker of Clubhouse was on the thing, and he, Joe Rogan asked him. So is Trump allowed on? Right. He asked him that, and then the guy was like, that was the answer was like silence. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. call my uh, lawyer, call my yeah, lawyer. What right. should I answer? He was like, um, uh, well, we won't tolerate any 
you know, mi- misinformation. Or right, or right. So it's going to be the yeah, same sort who, of thing. Yeah, but no one's, it's impossible to monitor well, all these when, rooms. Well, when you start to monitor misinformation, the definition of what misinformation becomes biased. Well, exactly. And it's like, that's that's why I'm a big proponent for free speech. I'm Totally. I'm into free speech. So I, am I. I'm, but I'm not know, like... Not not for like people going one of those say, like rah rah like fucking lunatic free speech guys. I'm, I feel like I'm very measured about it. Yeah, I think I am as well. Yeah. I mean, like I, you know, if somebody's like calling for violence or something like that, then mm-hmm. fuck that. But yeah. outside of that, it's a slippery slope. It 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 really and is it's obvious and that, to become that. That phrasing gets you know like made fun of or whatever, and it not taken seriously. But like, it very much is when you become in control of what can and cannot be said. When you start limiting that, you then open up the door for someone to then take that definition and turn it on you. You mm-hmm. know, when like I am like you're saying hate speech, you shouldn't say that. And people are on my side and like, yeah, that's hate speech. Yeah. Well, eventually it's going to come around to where what I say is considered hate speech. And it's like, well, wait a minute. No, I'm not hate speeching. It's like, well, yeah. you open the door, baby. They're right. just kicking it wide mm-hmm. open. Yeah, and then and there's a. It's not like there isn't a historical precedent for this kind of behavior le- leading to terrible shit. I, I mean, know. it's kind of like, come on, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we supposed to pretend that this yeah. hasn't happened before? Yeah, you know? it's <laughs> like, it's it 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 is scary, and the scary spooky, thing is, is yeah. when you try to have a rational conversation about it. People, people get, get so crazy. riled up and start bringing in these straw man arguments that have nothing to do with it. It's just yep. such a reasonable thing. It's like you should be able to say what you want. If you don't like it, just don't listen. And it, yeah. it's, you know, I definitely don't agree with a lot on the right. And I certainly don't agree with a lot on the left. But I feel like yeah. the whole art of a conversation and a dialogue has gone out the window when for so long that's all people were saying was like, I just want to start a dialogue. Yeah. And what a dialogue is, is I talk and any response you say is wrong. Conversation. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I stepped yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when were you shadow banned? Uh, I had gotten a couple of things that were against the community guidelines on Instagram. I posted a video of me doing the mangina, uh, and that got against the community guidelines. I, a troll was trolling me, and I told him to eat shit and fuck my ass, and that got again. That was I was told that was against community guidelines. I played a video where I used 311's music, and that went against the guidelines of the community. So I had these like warnings, and then all of a sudden I noticed my stories went from like. 2,000 to 2,500 views down to like capping out at like 400, like 237. I'm like, that's strange. And then like, you know, a video of mine got like 20,000 views. And then like the next one got like 430. And then like videos were getting like, or like a picture would get like 67 likes. And I'm like, why? I have like 22,000 followers. Like, what is this? It's not the point. The point is he had a lot and then it's It's all relative. you know, I thought that I was like shadow ban, blah, blah, blah. And I feel that that I, I was in a way, but more so I talked to a friend who used to work in social media and she talked to like her old coworkers and like there's some weird thing going on with the algorithm with Instagram where they're trying to curb people from posting content that don't usually post content. Like it's like this weird thing that they're trying to control, like the way certain content gets bumped up and it's doesn't make sense to me and I hate that I become this like slave to the algorithm where I even let 
this social media platform dictate my own view of myself and my own value. I really hate that where I'll, but, but it's like, I spent time making this. I know it's good. And it's not getting the reaction that it deserves. Fuck you. Fuck me. This sucks. It's like, no dude, just like stare at a window and daydream. You'll be fine. And you know, <laughs> and you know what else though? It's just like, I, I go about it. Like the more I put myself out there, mm-hmm. the less I sort of, pay attention i mean i do read the comments and stuff mm-hmm. but i make sure i really like make myself not go look yeah at results right so away important. because i don't want to i don't want to yeah. ruin my day and i don't yeah. want to think like that i want to yeah. just be free and i also don't want to be hindered to create more yeah because it's it's really the effort that is so important yeah not the result the result is good if you get a good result but it's like if you're putting the work in and doing the effort Mm -hmm. then on a spiritual level you're fulfilled your Mm -hmm. day is fulfilled your moments are fulfilled yeah you're totally right and it shouldn't be the the reaction that it gets that fulfills you it should be the process of creating it and putting it out there that fulfills you but it's so hard when you know it's literally a thing called likes you know it like it's literally a a thing a view count of how many people saw the thing that you made you know yeah just cancel it i i don't know i mean sanity it's just such a beast that has gotten so far out of control and uh you know we've we've all become beholden to this idea of like well we've we've all become puppy mill puppies of just pumping out these this content nonstop and we're just bloated our teats are all fucking swollen and calloused from so many puppies milking us for our content you know we got to take a break it's destroying I just had a us boob job Get out. Yep. Prove it. <laughs> Shirts off. Let me see Shirts those knockers. Let me see them knockers. So, yeah, I wanted to say, though, I had to, this in my head, though. Uh, I don't have to agree with what you say, but I'll die to defend your right mm. to say it or whatever. I just wanted to get that out of the yeah. way. Well, that was I about mean, the free speech thing. You moved yeah. us on from there, but. Well, I oh, mean, no, I, I have no no problem with that. Oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm it's like, it's just I I I'm I get all for it. I get disappointed in the hypocrisy of everything. Yeah, you know, I, I really get disappointed in the fact that people can't see that it's just so so much lunacy going on. Like we spent a whole entire summer with protests and violence and being told by a lot of politicians, you know, um, rioting is the voice of the unheard. Protests should make you feel uncomfortable. If you see these politicians out in public, you should make their life a living hell. And then, you know, January 6th happened and I, it was a whole thing of like, this protest is wrong. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't be acting this way. Violence is never okay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you, it's, it's how do you not see that this is unreasonable? Violence should never be encouraged, right. you know? Like this type of behavior is wrong through across the board, you know? Yeah. Like definitely protest, definitely right. get out, definitely make your voice heard, but having it, you know, degenerate into violence on either side is just such a such a shame to see. Humanity is such a cool thing. Humans are so fucking cool. Yeah. And then we just let these ideologies ruin us. It's because it's I really think it's so much it's comes all religion. from I, I really think it so much comes from the media egging people on yeah i, I, I mean cable I, like, news I, is is as like, much to blame as social media my is. friend was like trying to tell me something like i don't know was working recently in seattle and he was like trying to tell me the latest like sort of cnn narrative about um you know sort of like you know the the far right crazy people this that mm-hmm. and the other and i was like look let's just not 
I don't want to talk about it. I'm yeah. like, I'm so over all this division <laughs> there, and this like, yeah. I don't care. I don't have a side. I don't really care. I well, mean, now I'm like, if you I'm don't just, care, you're, you know, I allowing this to happen. I, I like, care. What? I care, but I want to focus on what I'm trying to say is I care, but I want to focus on what is in, what I can control. Right. And that's in front my, of you. Yeah. My own soul's totally. elevation. And if, if I like, you only have so many hours in a day of what, mm -hmm. what you can focus on. Yeah. And I would rather focus on getting my, like raising my own vibration so that I can potentially give out light to other mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Like that feels like more of a worthy. I, I feel good when I make people feel good. And that may be people pleasing, which is definitely a character defect of mine, but I enjoy putting a smile on someone's face. And odds are, if you put a smile on someone's face, they're going to put a smile on someone else's face. So if you can enact that little bit of change throughout your day in any interaction, I feel like you're better well served to make the world a better place than you are. If you are trying to use like guilt or violence or shame as a means of making change, yeah. you know, and uh, I don't know, I, I just know like so many of the people that are protesting, yelling in the streets probably don't have kind interactions with a cashier at Walgreens or something, you know, like right. I, they don't really, uh, I, I don't really see them as the most patient, kind people in dealing with strangers, you know? Right. But that's just me and that might be my bias, but, and that's both sides, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, it's ridiculous. So I many people it's are. E it's easy for people to get their identity like in the realm of conflict. Yeah. You know, totally. To, yeah. Like, to like identify with a side and be that side and then go listen to news sources that keep telling you the information. It's an echo chamber of, of, of and it happens side. on both sides, you yeah. know, and it's a shame, you know, and uh, you start to live in a world where that becomes your world and. The world can be really fucking cool if you make it that way, but it's so much easier to just have one worldview, have, I think everyone's against you, everyone else is wrong, you're right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so much freedom in realizing I'm not right. You know, I don't know everything, you know, I'm wrong. Let me learn yeah. another way of thinking, you know, but it, it's, you got to have a backbone, but it's got to have scoliosis, you know, <laughs> you got yeah, to, you got to be, you got to gotta have a backbone, but you got to be able to bend every once in a while, you know, yeah, bend I, but I, not break. I wish people just would like focus more on the fact that they, that we can all create our own reality and like really sort of come from a place of just really trying to create a reality of love. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, there, there's this whole push of like, you know, like, Love and acceptance, except if it's a thing that I don't love, then you're the world's <laughs> most hateful bigot ever, and you should die in in a fire. It's like, what? What happened to love? Right. You know? Yeah. And and you you get way more uh, flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Absolutely. You know. And I think the hardest thing is to try to remain measured in conversations like that because you know a lot of words come up, a lot of feelings come up that you, as a human you have this tribal instinct to go, oh, I'm not that. No, but you're wrong. And it's like, no, you just got to like breathe and like go back to that consciousness right. that you were speaking of and like really be kind of present and conscious and, and have a conversation. And, and it's getting increasingly more and more difficult. And I, I think that, I think that change can be made. It just, it's going to take a whole lot of fucking love, <laughs> whole yeah. lot of positive mood slime. If we're talking in Ghostbusters two terms. I think though that our consciousness as a collective is elevating in that direction. To I hope. I really think so. Like, you know? and I think like the sort of media's insistence on division 
is almost a reflection of the fact that it's like you know like when like when the when the slave is escaping the plantation so uh-huh. to speak like meaning the slave being being uh society uh-huh. and the plantation being like this this limited world view uh-huh. and it feels like we're sort of elevating and and so that's why the voices of that of the disarray are becoming louder as well so uh-huh. in a way i feel like it's almost a positive reflection I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I do either. I, I was just riffing. I don't know. No, you lost I, me. Yeah, you, you <laughs> lost me at Slave and Plantation. What do you mean I lost I was you? like, wait I a minute, what? In, in that, in that. No, I, oh, so, I think... No, but I mean, I, it's like humanity's elevating, and and so the reaction of uh, is a fear-based one from mm-hmm. the those that would want to oppress humanity elevating. Mm-hmm. Did I lose I, you? I didn't mean did that. Did I lose you no, that? No, I didn't mean that you lost me like that. I drifted like. Well, did you? Oh. Re, did yes, you understand that, what that I'm I saying? He was, yeah. he, that's was a simpler, about, he was thinking about Marvel and DC. I was looking DC. out a window. <laughs> no, that's a simpler way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think you know. You, you look at things. I, I just have to remind myself that the internet's not real. If you just don't look at it, it exists in some like other thing that doesn't have to be a part of your daily life. You know, like right. you talk to regular people and they don't care about half the shit that we're like beat over the head with. Yeah. Cause they're not online all day. They're not looking at the latest thing to be outraged about, you know, when you get, you talk to people behind closed doors and they're like, look, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of sick of all this, you know? Yeah. But then like publicly they're like, yeah, it's everything. I support this. But you know, I think a lot of people are just sick of the division and anger. And, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I just, I just want to get back to a place where um, nobody gave a fuck about politics. You I know, think like, like heading, raising I children that are wearing like political jargon on their shirts is so it's child abuse, you know, mm. like shaping how your child feels politically like you and your kids should never be agreeing politically when you have like a seven year old and you're a parent, you know, like you should never have political discussions with your kids. It's, it's weird. The schools are pushing it. I have a 10 year old. Yeah. And I shouldn't say the the school curriculum. They're just shoving things. They really are. It's indoctrination. It's weird. It's weird. And now they're making like some things are mandatory for the parents. It's It's weird, man. It's just what's mandatory. I'm not going to go into it. Well, you just. Oh, is that is that that recent thing I read about? Well, No, it's it's happening everywhere because you read about it in the paper where parents are like, I'm taking I'm pulling my kid out. What is it? It's just just a bunch of stuff. No, but they're just making stuff mandatory. What? Whether it's whether it's uh, race related or or just give uh, give no, me a specific exa- give me a specific example. I, I can't. Here's Why here's can't the thing. You? Here's the because th- he doesn't feel comfortable. Oh my here's God. here's the well, thing. Here's I'd like thing. my daughter to continue in the. What, you think here's you'll get thing. kicked out of school by saying on this podcast? People, it's, like a general thing. Well, listen, specific. it's not that I don't agree with them, but the minute you make stuff mandatory, it feels it, just, it feels like it's just like, yeah. like I'm an automatic no. Well, Automatic. I, I so agree is- with that, but but I think there is a problem that goes so far past making kids read a certain thing or think a certain way. It is the complete failing of the public school system, and they're concentrating on the wrong things right now. New York City public school system is the number one segregated school system in the entire country, and a lot of that has to do with the administrations of these schools no longer work with the best 
interest of the student in mind. They work and do whatever they can to keep money flowing into the school and to keep their jobs. It is a complete business and children are pawns in the game and the kids, no matter how dumb they are in testing, they are smart as fuck and they know they're pawns. They know they don't matter in the grand scheme of things and they're pushed along so that the school can continue to get funding, continue to get paid, and it's a completely broken system that needs to be changed. ASAP. ASAP. I just ruined everything I said with that fucking mess up, but... And it's not going to change. And they're trying to do so many cosmetic changes that is just, it is, it is veneers over rotting teeth. And it's, it's a real shame. Do you it's have a real kids shame. or something like, no, in, I don't have kids, but I used to you, teach, you, I used, I used, I used to teach in New York people. city public schools. Oh, okay. Um, and, English, and it's, right? it's a real shame. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really disheartening and it, I'm it, still not understanding because nobody's given me a specific example <laughs> of what, the, what kind of thing they're trying to do. Well, fucking read the news. Get involved. <laughs> Quit thinking about yourself all the time and think about someone else, you motherfucker. I'm trying to elevate my consciousness. The yeah, news. all that fucking hippie bullshit. You got no clue what's going on in the real world. Well, I don't know what's going on with the New York public schools. It, that, that is true. It's not I, just public. It's a lot of private no, schools. Yeah. What's going So you can't give me an example of like something that they're sort of... No, I can't on air. He doesn't feel comfortable but speaking can you, about can it. Can you give me an example of it? No. Wow, you guys! Because I I want to keep you in the dark. It's fun to watch wow. you squirm. <laughs> wow, yeah. So it's hard to well, like, uh, comment on it because you guys aren't. Well, let's not. If we're not going to get specific, I really right, feel like we should move on because move on. if you're going to keep talking about something in like a lot of people won't know then like me what you're talking about. It's it, it, it most of it has to do with, with race issues where that is the top priority. So can you you, you can't just say it's w- it's all race related. Okay, in what way? Like you you have to. You have what? to take uh, anti-discrimination seminars, oh. and they're forcing you. Oh, and, okay. and and like well, the thing that bothered me because when my daughter was little, she and honest, she did not see color. Like kids, right? When kids are growing up, mm-hmm. it's like they it's, introduce it's racism. Not like almost exactly. In this way. So they don't. Yeah. She well, didn't. She didn't see. She honestly. My my daughter has you know darker skin, dark skin because my right. we're um, Middle East. I'm Middle Eastern, and and my girlfriend has whatever some Cuban in her. Mm-hmm. So she had like she was a brown brown kid, mm-hmm. you know, and and to her she was like you know she was black or or brown she didn't mm-hmm. she didn't she had no idea she didn't see any difference between her and like the african-american kids in her class when she mm-hmm. was little and until the school fed them this okay there's this and that mm-hmm. and, and and these people and these people the kids are not aware of it it's not right. something that comes naturally it's something that society feeds and and you sort of like implanted in them that mm. these issues exist right and then you force um seminars on these issues and, and you force parents to take part and, and i get it i well, think you, of myself as you li- promote listen, identity politics yeah too. but then then if, if i want to be testy and i was like okay so i'm jewish where's your anti anti-semitic stuff that's going on all over the world in the city where's mm-hmm. your focus on that where's mm-hmm. the mandatory like so well, that's the thing. When you start, like, when you start exactly. to make one thing, you have to do everything, yes. or so, else it's so, you know. I'm like, and, no, and I'm you not open up a can of worms until you do an anti-Semitic thing. Like, 
70% of the crime in the city is anti-Semitic related. Where's that? Where's Who's talking about that? Well, also at the same time, it goes back to the thing of life is difficult. Mm -hmm. It's like right. life fucking sucks and there are shitty people. And there are a lot of families that are producing shitty people out into the world because they're not having discussions like this. They're not open to those things. But when you force a certain worldview on someone, it can rub people the wrong way. And maybe people have to be shitty to learn to be good. Maybe people have to knock it along to learn later. Like I, dude, I got made fun of and, and beat up so much in grade school. And there was a kid, I stood up to him and I got in a fight with him and we had to go see the guidance counselor and we hate each other. And then the next year in a school trip, we came, became like buddy, buddy, because we went through that like thing where we hate each other. And we're like, Oh, this is stupid. Let's be buds. And then we weren't like best friends, but throughout high school, we were like cool with each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that would have happened if we didn't have that, negative experience to start out with. Yeah. And and I'm not saying everything is that simplified, but I am saying that, you know, I think that um, it's just so funny that schools are pawning this off on the parents when, you know, the administration is equally, if not more at fault for where we're at with uh, race and society right now because of their absolute failing in making schools a, a better place and and yeah. also like the majority of these like liberal like we need to integrate and blah 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 all these upper east side upper west side parents they start to put lower income schools or like busing in their area and they're like well not for my kids no no, no this school should be private but maybe over there you know right. it's so ridiculous yeah, yeah. and the worst and the worst thing you can do to somebody is to tell is to like implement the idea that they're a victim you know, because what 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 you well, what, what what you perceive about yourself, you will bring into existence as well. So, yeah, I mean, perception is reality. And, you know, if, if you put negativity out there and you're always looking for something that will become the things that start to happen, I, I think. And, and there there is very much issues that go on that that no matter which way you, you paint it, it is bad. But if you're always looking for the bad, you're going to find the bad. If you're always looking for the good, odds are you're going to see the good in things. My yeah. my buddy at the beginning of the pandemic said something that rang so true and was so like, damn, that fucking sucks, is that uh, we were talking about wearing masks. And um, he was like, I hate wearing masks. I don't want to fucking do it. My buddy's like, well, my mom is immunocompromised. Does that mean you wouldn't wear a mask around my mom who helped raise you. And he's like, no, I'm going to wear the mask. What I'm saying is it's my God given right as an American to not care about anyone else, but myself. <laughs> and I feel like we've been spoon fed this whole idea of like freedom. You know, I, I, this is my property. Stay off. No trespassing. Don't, don't tread on me. You know, don't my tell guns. me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. That like now we're being told what to do, what to think. And it's pissing people off because the beauty of this country is that you've never had to care about anyone else but yourself. You've never had to do anything but care and provide for your family, and that's it. And now there's this narrative that if you don't care about these things, indifference is hatred, you know? Right. And I don't know if I agree with that. I, I feel like, you know, it's it's hard to care about world issues when, you know, you're living below the poverty line. You're trying to go to work to feed your family and put braces on your five kids that you shouldn't have had anyway because you're living below the poverty line. And to tell them that they're a, a certain thing because they don't care about X, Y, and Z is going to piss them off, you know. Right. And uh, America is very much a uh, leave me alone type country. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at you go to the the middle of America. They're very kind people, but you know, don't tell them how to live. You know. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's a community spirit, though. You know, I, I like I grew up in the Midwest, and we all like knew our neighbors and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, but you knew we, your neighbors on a super superficial level. No, we you weren't them, discussing we them well. Were you discussing? I was remember, like sleepovers. And remember stuff they like were that, saying. Like. Remember, remember <laughs> saying. Wasn't the saying you don't bring up uh, politics, religion, or money in polite company? Yeah. Wasn't that like the saying? And then now that's all that. people talk about. That's yeah. all people talk about. It's like, shut your fucking mouth. We don't have to discuss everything yeah, all right. the time. The don't bring up politics. Was all right. Yeah. Like, so let's yes. talk about something else. But it's so funny because what happens <laughs> What happens when you go to the dentist's office or the airport? They have fucking CNN playing. They have Fox News playing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, let's get a bunch of strangers together and piss them off. You know? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. There's so much more wonderful things we could talk about in the world except yeah. for like, you know, like patrice o'neill yeah he's got mm-hmm. a documentary coming out yeah well he doesn't but they made it came you know, out yeah i saw no, it came out did friday you saw what, oh. what sherrod small wrote he, no he said i haven't seen it yet i was out of town this weekend he said about that that it's funny that on that documentary comedy central and the seller session are, are, are the seller <laughs> the comedy seller are all over that when in factuality they couldn't even tolerate him back back in the day like they were oh gotcha yeah yeah did you see it no i haven't seen it were you a fan of his oh yeah of course yeah yeah i mean he's one of the all-time greats you know mr p is such a i i remember when i started comedy friends were trying to show an interest and they're like oh you're doing stand-up we would love to watch who's your favorite stand-up let's watch some comedy and i put on elephant in the room and and everyone was like uh-huh. Okay. Well, it was nice hanging out, you know, after like the first 20 minutes. Like, no, thank you. You know? Oh, really? It was too yeah. much for him? Yeah, yeah, you know? I mean, it's a certain type of comedy that's not for everyone, everyone you know? Yeah. But He just told it like, you know, like it is from his perspective. Yeah. Unflinchingly. And like totally. all those like... Unapologetically. It was great to go on YouTube and go on those like Opie and Andy, like Patrice O'Neill mm-hmm. episodes that they have archived. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Patrice riffing for like an hour. Yeah. It's great. He was yeah. all they're, over they're, those. It's yeah. so yeah. fun to listen to him. Yeah, one of the all-time greats, man. And, you know, passed way too soon. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, but it is funny to see all the people trying to be Patrice. And that's... I don't know if, you know... When when you're so great, there are so many people that want to be you. And then there's a lot of people that you got to put up with that are never going to be you. That you're like, okay, I can see where you're getting this from. You know? Patrice Abyss. I was trying to what? Like, want to be Patrice B. All right, know. let's go back to talking politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're your... right, though. No, death, like, does that, though. It does, what? like, well, it just, like, makes you, like, yeah, I, like, the, le- you know, the sort of birth of the legend is upon us. Like, I was thinking that when I saw, like, a preview for the documentary. I didn't see it, but I was like, oh, man, he's just gone into, th- I mean, he was a legend before, but when there's the documentary that comes out and everything, it's like, oh, He's you become like, consensus. He's all like full on legendary yeah. status. Not that yeah. he wasn't before, but you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like the next level of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Growing up watching tough crowd, that was like, you know, the Bible for yeah. comedy. That was just incredible. Seeing those guys go around and just talk about the news and slam on each other. It was just so fun to watch, you know, and that inspired a whole generation of comics. What about your comedy right now? How's that evolving? Um, no, I, th- I think I'm uh, I, I'm definitely more kind of uh, improvisation on stage, more kind of in the moment, more um, g- 
get I, I I'm very proud of the fact that I can get up and kind of talk about anything and make it funny and it's it's not just like specifically scripted jokes mm-hmm. you know I uh, I try to make my comedy comedy very conversational and bring everyone into it and I feel like that's uh that's that was really cool about the summers you know all these outdoor shows and alley shows and rooftop shows and everything. it was so unconventional that you could be mm-hmm. unconventional on stage and it would fly you know and so i i really was enjoying those and i got to really kind of harness this energy that i just kind of couldn't get a hold of in these you know small stages indoors so it was really neat what do you mean it provoked you to perform bigger or something yeah like strut around more you know you get to project yeah. your voice there's people on a rooftop they're looking out you hear a train you get to keep their attention so it made me become more physical more of like a personality on stage that i think i was kind of not hiding but hadn't really grown into yet prior so you were doing your a material or you were just riffing during those no shows? it was all like riffing like just i riffing. i didn't do i barely it was all like new stuff like everything just turned into so an open no mic set you know that you did, right no it was i mean it was like ideas and stuff and see where it went on stage but it was very much like such low stakes that right. it made it feel very very cool and fun you know different yeah yeah hmm. so when's the next one uh tonight Oh, you're and doing it tomorrow tonight? and Wednesday, yeah. So where is it happening Friday. now? Um, uh, the Stand, the Comedy Cellar, New York Comedy Club, a bunch of different bar shows and everything. It's uh, is the I mean, cellar still, back open? Olive Tree is, and you go for dinner, and then maybe comics might perform. Right, just but, like we did at the winery, incidental comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope it stays. I don't know if it is. You know, yeah. I don't know if we can sustain a whole like open, shut, open thing again. But, you know, it, I mean, it looks like it'll stay. Um, I don't know about it's still like kids still can't do ticketed just yet. Right. Right. That's so that will yeah. be the shift. Yeah. Is City Winery open again? Uh, they're waiting to see if this 25 percent indoor is going to stick before they because they they have a lot of employees for them to open. They got to hire a lot of people, bring them in reopen and then if they have to close they can't go through that mm. again yeah are you uh, gonna take the vaccine uh i think eventually i i never i think i got the flu vaccine years ago and it made me like really sick and i was like never again but i i think i will take this <laughs> when i'm eligible yeah right <laughs> but uh i've been really fortunate knock on wood to uh not have gotten sick during this i get I got, tested i got it i got it yeah i get yeah. tested every other week so I'm like very safe aside from, you know, doing this, but for your mother our distance. Yeah. And I, and just for, you know, I mean, I am out performing. I want to be safe. I don't want to put anyone at risk. You know, I want to be aware of my status. So I go get tested. I'm, you know, very safe. This is like the most dangerous thing I've done. Uh, you know, being in a small Risky. space with people that well, I have the antibodies. Know. So that's what he was telling me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think we should get, I mean, he I'm, wrote I'm me a weird manipulative text. I said, Joe, if you get the vaccine and I get it, people will feel more comfortable to sit down. So he, it's for the benefit my, of the podcast. The first pressure yeah. I've had towards like yeah. the, the first external pressure I've had to get vaccinated is mm-hmm. coming from Ehud. That's yeah. funny. Cause you don't want people to tell you things. And exactly. then look at Thank you. you. Well, no, but Thank I'll tell you wow. why I did that. What a because, two way street. And by the way, your mic no, is like I twice as loud as both of us. I know. Look at it. It's like so loud. And you're talking too much. I can't can't even (laughs) get a vibe. Well, 110 (laughs) episodes in, and the podcast ends. No, this happens all the time. Yeah, I'm cutting out. 
No, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, eventually I, I, I think I will when, when I become eligible and it's, it's allowed, you know, I, I think it's important to be done, but I also get people not wanting to do it, but it's kind of like, you know, you gotta... I, yeah, I just, it's again, it's the whole thing that you said about like forcing. And I think it's going to be forced on us in terms of, oh, if you want to get on a flight, if you want to do this, oh, yeah, it won't and, be governmentally enforced. And but the for, social pressure yeah. of like, oh, my God, that if you are against the vaccine, then you're a hateful person that hates people and wants to yeah. kill people and only cares about yourself. Having which any is sort like, of which, neutral which, opinion which is, is like, just attributed it's a, it's to a, hatred now. It's a much more nuanced question than that. It's like yeah. it goes into like, what do you believe that it's actually safe? Mm -hmm. a, 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 a laundry list of things. Uh, but it will get reduced down to this, like, if you don't get it, you're, you know, immoral somehow yeah, and yeah. horrible. You know, yeah, nothing is nuanced. Well, you know, uh, everybody wants to be pro-choice except when it comes to opinions and ideology. <laughs> and then it's, you know, yeah, you, there is no choice. You think this way or it's the highway. I wasn't you forcing know? you. I just no. suggested because a couple guests were like, until I get the vaccine, they until they get the vaccine. But I, I literally have I literally I will say this. You literally Def had it. I definitely know. having it and overcoming it is superior to a vaccine that's just true in right. terms of antibodies and all that kind of stuff but so it's, not it's like indefinite. so okay but i'm safe right now yes, for sure right now yeah so we can get those guests on <laughs> well they they're still lee ronaldo come back joe said it's okay yeah he like he even put like big guest names they're like hey that, we can get this guy said. and this guy and this guy yeah. So here it go. Here it comes. The well, the external pressures are coming. But we've there been after is. you for a long time, know, Ian Fidance. Yeah. The yeah. elusive Ian Fidance. I know. We finally got it together. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Are we wrapping it up? I'm. I'm I not, yeah. I've, he's I got. He's got a show. Oh, right? you got a roll. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Well, yeah. why don't you plug your podcast? Okay, uh, every Friday at 1 p.m. you can hear me on Sirius XM Radio Channel 99 for Ian's Infinite Playlist. Uh, every Thursday at 11 a.m. is Bye Guys on Gas Digital Network, and that comes out on Tuesdays. Is it on B.I.? Uh, B.I. Guys, yes. Nice. Uh, and that comes out uh, on iTunes and YouTube every uh, Tuesday, uh, 11 a.m., Thursdays on Gas Digital. And my ska band, Sock Full of Pennies, has reunited. We got new tunes coming out, but you can hear our old music on iTunes and Spotify. Sock Full of Pennies, P-E-N-N-Y-Z. Congratulations on that. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, Are you it. Yeah. singing in that? Uh, on a couple tracks, but it's more screaming. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, some of the tracks are very hard. and I. Uh, that's kind of why my voice is this way, because I was screaming the tracks yesterday but it sounds cool man when we when we pop those horns on it's gonna melt your face off i can't wait you. yeah cool man. awesome yeah thank you guys all right everybody thank thanks you. thanks ian yeah thank you man hi this is joseph arthur thanks for checking out come to where i'm from Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.